do that for yourself. The focal point of today is the empty tomb. He is not here. He told you. <laughs> he told you this is the way it had to be. He told you they had to be turned into the hands of people in rebellion against God. He told you he would, he would go to the cross. And he told you he'd be raised from the dead. So that's the focal point. But I, I want to back up from that focal point because I, I think there's some things about his death that illuminate the life that we're celebrating today. So the scripture reading is from Matthew, the story we find there. Jesus has been placed on the cross at around 9 in the morning, and from noon on, darkness came over the whole land. Until three in the afternoon, darkness enveloped Jesus on Golgotha. And about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried with a loud voice. Eli, Eli. Lema sabachthani, which means, my God, oh my Father, my God, why have you forsaken me? God, at that moment, was, it was not turned away from Jesus. Many of us have been told that. But if God turns away from sin, then none of us have any hope. God's affections are turned toward us when we're in rebellion and when we're destructive. And he never stops pursuing us. At this moment, Jesus is saying, my God, my God, I ask that I did not have to bear this cup. I did not want to be placed in the hands of people that were in rebellion against you because I was going to suffer. I did not want to be forsaken into the hands of people. But he was. And there he hung, struggling for breath. And Jesus cried again, with a loud voice. And he breathed his last. At the moment of his death, as he hung on the cross in the darkness, the curtain of the temple, the curtain that separated the holy place where the priests did some business, and the Holy of Holies, which is only visited once a year on the Day of Atonement, where the mercy seat sat. That curtain, 
that curtain was torn from top to bottom. And the earth shook and rocks were split. Tombs were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. It was not just the day of the resurrection of Jesus. Others were resurrected on this day. And not only on that day, but the days that followed after his his resurrection, others came out of the tombs. And they even entered Jerusalem, the holy city, and they appeared to many just like Jesus appeared to people after his death. It's at that moment, that last cry, in that darkness, that a Roman centurion and those that were with him who were keeping watch over Jesus because in their mind he was a dangerous insurrectionist. When they saw the earthquake, And what took place? These Roman soldiers were terrified. And they said, Truly, this man was God's son. What, what can I say about these words? My, my question is, what, what does Jesus' death reveal about his life? As he's dying, there's, there's hours, three hours of darkness. He's been forsaken into the hands of transgressors. The religious establishment in Israel, was living in rebellion against God. They're not living in relationship with God. They're trying to protect their status quo. They're, they're, they're agreeing with Rome. They even petitioned Rome. We can't kill him, but you can. And even Pilate washed his hands and said, I'm going to be innocent of this man's blood but I'm going to give you the authority to crucify him. Forsaken. Alone. You know, I don't don't worry ever about what God's going to do to me. God loves me. I worry about what people will do to me. We have this horrible ability to be deceived by an evil one, and in that evil, to horribly hurt each other. Jesus exposed all of that. How evil religion can become. How evil government can become. How evil people can become that are deceived, thinking that they're doing the right thing, when in that moment... It's wrong. 
Jesus breathed his last breath. Jesus died. Jesus died. He died quickly on that cross. And the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. Can you imagine what the priests thought? What in the world is going on? As the earth shook, as rocks were split, as tombs were opened, as the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep, people who died that were believers coming out of the tombs, being raised, resurrection, and then others coming out of tombs, entering the holy city, appearing to me. What, what does this tell us? What, what do these sound like? Darkness, agony, death, earthquake, tombs opening, bodies resurrecting. I mean, if, you're, if you were writing the, the script for this movie, what, what, what kind of movie would this be? Like in, maybe in contemporary movies, we might say, we're the zombies. I mean, does this, does this sound a little bit foreboding? I mean, I mean, backing up behind the zombies, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Remember Chicken Little? Did we, <laughs> did we still read that? All of these are apocalyptic signs. The end is here. The story of apocalypse, it's an old one. One of the oldest stories that humans tell in ancient religion, tradition, religious traditions beyond Christianity. It's also apocalyptic literature in Judaism and Islam and Buddhism. And it's, it's a common narrative, and it arises in moments of social and political crisis as people try to process unprecedented or shocking events. Now Matthew and all those that are present on the day of Jesus' death, that's what they're doing. They're trying to process unprecedented shocking events that seem like this is what the end of the world is going to be like. But I want you to think for a moment because I, I, want, I want it to touch the fabric of our lives. When was the last time that we had an unprecedented, shocking event and the headlines read something like, the end is here? Earthquakes? Floods? Hurricanes? Wildfires? Somebody's going to say, it's over. This is the beginning of the end. I, I mean, I'm not making it up. Am I? I mean, I'm, don't, please don't let that be my world alone. <laughs> well, the writer about Apocalypse goes on to say it's not just about the end of the world. 
It's help, it helps us see something that is hidden. The original Greek word, apocalypsis, means an unveiling, a revelation. So when you look at these words, darkness, agony, death, earthquake, tombs opening, bodies resurrecting, what's being unveiled? What, what's the revelation? What's being revealed through the curtain of the temple being torn in two from top to bottom? What's being disclosed after his resurrection? Many are coming out of the tombs and entering Jerusalem and appearing to many. What's the revelation of the centurion at the foot of the cross? May I suggest that the separation between God and humankind has been removed by God. The curtain tore from top to bottom because God ripped it from top to bottom. And he said, there'll no longer be a separation between this holy place and the holy of holies. Nothing is going to separate me from all of humanity. As, as Paul will say later I, later, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Nothing. Nothing. There is nothing in this life that you and I know that's able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord because God did that for us. God ripped the curtain. God stepped out of the Holy of Holies with a big embrace. And nothing can separate us from that love. What was revealed? The age to come. The future hope of a messianic kingdom. It's beginning. Later in Revelation, John writes, See, the, the home of God is among mortals. The home of God is not in the temple in Jerusalem in the Holy of Holies. The home of God, where God abides, is among us. He will dwell with us. We will be his people. And God himself, God himself, God will be with us. Not removed from us. Not hidden behind a curtain. I just, I don't, part of my life story is the Wizard of Oz. Ignore the man behind the curtain. Have you seen that? <laughs> There's no more curtain. God himself 
will be with us. And God will wipe every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. People coming out of the graves means no more death. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. How many of us have an ache in their body right now? Wow, we go through this life with pain. But the day's coming where we will not. The first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, Jesus said, Look. I am making all things new. Now, we're not experiencing all of this. Obviously, death is still with us. Pain is still with us. Mourning and crying is still with us. But this has begun. And it began at the time of Jesus' death and his resurrection. The age to come has come and is coming, and it will keep coming until Jesus returns with the fullness of his kingdom. And the, uh, that's, uh, those two are great. That's, that's good news. But the best news is the Son of God has been made known. Jesus is the only unique Son of God. He's one of a kind. There, there was never anyone like Him. There will never be anyone like Him. He is the one, only, unique Son of God. And He, and He alone, is the Messiah, the Savior, the King of all of humanity. He is God in human flesh so that we can relate to God person to person. Mano y mano. And in that relationship to receive from Him love and relationship which gives to us this promise of a new and a lasting life. Without Jesus and without what Jesus accomplished for us, we could not know God in this way, person to person. God made this possible for us 
we are absolutely, positively, totally indebted to God. He did this for us. Why did he do this for us? Because he loves us. And he sees in all of us the potential of redemption, restoration, the fullness of who you are being found in him. So on this Easter morning, I want you to ask this question. What has is, what is God revealed to you this morning? I want you to just take, take a moment and just reflect upon that. You know, and your mind might be going, I don't know. I mean, I've heard this before. But be a little bit more patient because maybe the Holy Spirit will say, hello, <laughs> this is what I'm making known to you which you have not known until this day. What has God revealed, made known, disclosed to you this resurrection morning? God showing us, God revealing to us, God unveiling to us something new or maybe something old that we've forgotten, uh, that can be extremely personal. And sometimes I, I really believe that all of us need to have a secret history with God. There are things that God says to me or reveals to me that I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody because it's too, it's too sacred, it's too precious, it's between this God who loves me and speaks to me. But he also speaks in ways that helps build up the body of Christ. He makes known through us, this is what God revealed to me. And I'm free to share that. I want to share that. I think this could be helpful to others. So I just want to invite, if you believe this morning that God has revealed something to you, maybe something new or something that you've forgotten, that you needed to be reminded of. And you believe you have this freedom. You want to share. I, I want others to know this about God. I want to invite you to just stand where you are and just tell us what has God shown you today.
service um, of Jesus' body. People are going to want more Jesus. And I was thinking about their experience of that thing and how their morning with Jesus would have been really very similar to how we mourn with people who lose. Um, and you know, one of the thoughts I think would always that go through our mind and our hearts in our morning with someone who's lost is, you know, that person was so full of life and power and joy and goodness and in Jesus' case, healing and grace. You know, where is that gone? Somehow there's just something as these women show up at the tomb and Jesus is not there and the angels are saying he's not here, he's risen. We're kind of reading into our experience of death and mourning into that situation. But it's something very different. Jesus is not there. Jesus is gone. And <clears throat> so yesterday we kind of, or Friday, we didn't expect it, we, Kathleen and I had to take a trip to Houston. And it was just so nice to Day that Jesus rose from the dead. This is the day that he con on Friday he 